Hello, welcome to the D&D Roundtable High Top Edition presented by The Tome Show. I'm your host, James Intricasso. Please use the affiliate links on thetomeshow.com whenever you shop on Amazon or D&D Classics to help support the show. Just go to thetomeshow.com, click on the links in the show notes for this episode or any other, and then shop as you normally would. We'd also like to thank our sponsor for this podcast, noblenight.com, where out of print is available again. They have D&D and other tabletop RPGs. Any edition, any product. With Noble Knight, you can even sell them back your old gaming products that you aren't using anymore. Let's hear a quick word from them. Oh man. Go now. Okay. What is it, friends and podcast personality, Vegas Lancaster? Oh, hey, fellow amiable podcast personality, Rudy Basso III. I didn't see you walk into the studio. I was just sitting here lamenting a dilemma dramatically. A dilemma? No. But as all our listeners know, you're the happy-go-lucky funny guy. If you're feeling down, it must really be a problem. It sure is. You see, I want to buy lots of gaming products, but many of the things I want are out of print. Oh, man. I feel you, fellow podcaster. That's a very relatable problem many gamers have. But I don't feel that way any... more. But you must tell me how. Of course, fellow palcaster. I shop on noblenight.com. They're a brick-and-mortar game store, which also exists online, and they have tons of products, including all editions of D ampersand D. At noblenight.com, out-of-print is available again. Oh, boy! I'm checking noblenight.com out right now on my smartphone right now. They have so many cool products, but I couldn't possibly buy them all. But, pod bro... Don't you know that NobleKnight.com offers discounts out the wazoo? Jeepers, you're right. Golly, look at those prices. Still, I already have a bunch of old gaming stuff. Even though I'm not using a lot of it, I wouldn't have any space for all the new things I can buy at NobleKnight.com. My good podcast, Homebray, don't you know that NobleKnight.com will buy all your old gaming products you aren't using? How do you think they get all those out-of-print products? Great Asmodeus, you're right. I'm glad I have a friend like you, Rudy Basso III. You are smart, and now I am too. That's right, because smart people shop at noblenight.com. Yep, http colon backslash backslash www.noblenight.com. Okay, I think, I think they got it. Okay, guys, today is a roundtable high top edition. It's a new thing that I'm trying out here. Occasionally I have a small interview with someone that needs to go up in a certain amount of time and today's interview is just that. It's an interview with Matt Morton. He is one of the lead developers and designers on D20 Pro, which is a virtual game table that is having a Kickstarter right now. You can check it out on Kickstarter. Just search for D20 Pro. We're going to link everything up in the show notes so you also can check it out there anyway the interview with matt went really awesome i can't wait for you guys to hear it so let's roll the tape matt thanks for being here today why don't you tell me who you are and what you do sure uh, thanks james for having me i'm matt morton lead developer of d20 pro virtual tabletop i uh, started as a hobby project back in 2003 
and it's been on the market uh, since then as one of the first tabletops. And now we're doing the Kickstarter to really uh, get back into it and renovate a lot of the software. So that's what I do uh, for fun. And hopefully the Kickstarter will allow me to focus on D20 Pro full-time. I also have a long career doing uh, financial software for a company called Clarify that got acquired by uh, S&P Capital IQ back in 2007. So I'm also working there and hoping to make the switch to doing uh, my gaming software full-time. Yes, yeah, it would be great if you were able to make the switch. So everybody, check out the Kickstarter. Uh, so Matt, why don't you tell us what D20 Pro is? Sure, I'd be happy to. It's a virtual tabletop. Uh, I like to compare it uh, to the typewriter, to the word processor. You know, you're doing the same thing. You're just taking an analog uh, environment and you're digitizing some or all of that. Uh, so D20 Pro allows you to play your favorite tabletop game, you know, with maps and minis and dice. Uh, puts that on a virtual map so you can play on computers, which also allows you to play uh, over great distances. In addition to playing on, you know, gigantic maps that would be too big really for a physical table. So it's all about playing uh, role-playing games just on the computer, using that to, uh, to, get, to handle mechanics, track hit points, you know, use it as much or as little as you want to uh, augment your existing game. Uh, yeah, well, and I have to say, I, 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 virtual tabletops have really changed the game, particularly for me. Uh, my gaming group is mostly in New Jersey and New York, um, and I moved down to D.C. for my day job, so it makes it a lot easier for me now with different virtual tables and stuff that are out there. So I'm excited to see this one and, and what it's all about. How did you guys first come up with the idea? Take me all the way back to the you know the beginning of D20 Pro and your involvement with it. Sure, yeah, it's fun to think back. So this is early 2000s. I was just to date myself, kind of just out of college, uh, start, just did the startup. Um, and uh, three guy getting back into role playing after not playing a lot in college, although I did play a lot in junior high and high school. And three five three oh three five was out at that time, so I started. I created the campaign uh, to run for the guys in my office in our startup uh, to run some D and D. Some of the guys played very veteran players, other guys brand new to the game, but kind of had a head for it. And we were a tight group, so it was a fun uh, fun way to role play. Just like a lot of software's built, I was annoyed at having to track hit points and initiative and who's next, who's next. Someone would have haste the entire night. So since I'm a software developer, you know, doing financial software by day, I started doing some of this by night for my own games. Started out with some very simple tools for tracking hit points and initiative. I was using like Microsoft Word, the drawing tools as the map, and up on the plasma in the conference room. You know, we were playing D and D, so I started developing tools to help out my own game. And then I had a friend move out of town, took another job, had to relocate. You know, you know that how that goes. Yeah. So I added some networking capability to the existing tabletop I had built, and. Uh, about a year later, I decided to do with some of my gaming friends uh, from high school I'd reconnected with. I was down in Miami at the time. Uh, said, hey, why don't we take this project and put it on the market and see what happens? So we started a small company and put D20 Pro in the market and started touring you know, local conventions, MegaCon in Orlando and then DragonCon uh, in Atlanta and then branched out to Origins and Gen Con and then kind of you know grew from there. And now, like you said, tabletops, virtual tabletops, people know about them. It wasn't the case 10 years ago and nobody had really heard of it. You brought out a projector or a laptop, and they thought you were crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so now you see those at conventions, even at Gen Con, we saw some, a group playing D20 Pro uh, with a projector in the, in the hallway of a, of a hotel, and it was, it was pretty cool. Nice, nice. So D20 Pro is something that you could use even when you are all together, right? It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing where people are separated, and this is the only way to play. It can actually enhance your experience at the table with a group of people. Most definitely, and that's how it started, was around the table to facilitate that so you can focus on the role-playing and the action, not trying to calculate your power attack plus your charge plus the bless, you know, uphill, you know, all these kind of things. It'll help track those things for you. 
but then also it gives that capability. Some people can't play except remotely, but yeah, we wanted to be able to provide both uh, offline play. You can use it just as a GM screen. You can use the software to like track your own things as a DM and do everything else normally, or you can have like a map and put up on the TV, or everyone can bring their computers to the to the table, or of course you can go online or even combine it. A lot of uh, groups uh, play around the table with the software, and one person can't make it, their car broke down, or whatever, they can still join remotely. So it truly uh, offers a lot of variety uh, for your gaming. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really great thing about D20 Pro, that it allows you to, some people can meet in person, and you can phone in a few, you can phone in everybody. Like you said, just the DM can use it to keep track of notes. What do you think is one of the big things, or, or several small things, that separate D20 Pro from some other virtual tabletops that are already out there? Sure, that's a really good question. We talked by you know for, for hours about all the different things and all the different options out there. Uh, D20 Pro has a reputation uh, for uh, addressing combat mechanics, uh, rules, automation, being able to calculate things really more than any other tabletop out there. Uh, now, we do do it for you know, 3.5 Pathfinder, 4th Ed games, similar to D20 for now. That's what the Kickstarter is about, doing more rule sets. So I'll be up front and say the powerful mechanics I'm talking about are really only catered to 3-5 uh, and similar games right now. But still, we're definitely known for that, uh, for tracking this a lot of combat mechanics. You can have high-level high, high level combat. It's a real quick testimonial here just last month from some players at a very high level playing Pathfinder. And they were at the stage where it would take them two full gaming sessions to get through a single combat. This is beating them down. They were considering you know, dumping the campaign. They started using D20 Pro, and now they're doing two big combats per night. Wow. Uh, so that's really where D20 Pro shines, just crunching through combat. That's what it was originally built for, and that's its strength. It's definitely in, you know, exploring the map, jumping into combat, feeling Fog of War, Fast and Furious um, combat. Uh, it's also, uh, you know, we can be played offline. You don't have to be online to use it. Um, there's no subscription model, which gives you, which a lot of people uh, like. You just buy it and use it as much as you want. Um, you don't have to be online to use it, but you can use it online. Um, and it's also known for uh, for being stable. Um, you know, it'll run. It's not going to crash on you. If the network glitches, it'll reconnect. Uh, so those are some of the kind of the key selling points, I would say. Uh, D20 Pro is pretty powerful and easy to use. Uh, but the uh, main selling points, I think, for right now, what we have out now is the, is the powerful game mechanics, stability, and affordability. And that's why we're so excited about the Kickstarter because we're really going to close a lot of the gaps. You know, D20 Pro hasn't seen a lot of active development in the last couple of years, primarily because of, you know, life situations for people who have been doing it, such as myself, you mm-hmm. know, getting married, having a kid, kind of pulling me away. <laughs> and now I'm getting back into it with the Kickstarter, getting a chance to really address it seriously. Uh, so if you ask me again in a year, I think I'll have a lot more things I would say that we really stand out. But those things I just mentioned, I feel very strongly about the D20 Pro is really the best in the business um, at those aspects in particular. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's huge. That's no small thing. So when you talk about it speeding up play, uh, could you give me an example? Are we talking about it does all the calculations and rolling and that sort of thing for you? Um, and and is are those the ways that it would help, like, the Pathfinder group that you gave the example of? Uh, yes, yeah, so it tracks it all, and it's uh, organized for the, uh, you know, the, the, the 3.5 Pathfinder-esque workflow, where you have your character sheet, you enter in your class levels, where we track the base attack bonus progression for those, and your stats, and also uh, buffs, like I mentioned, like bull strength and bless, things like that we can track directly in the software. 
So uh, when, when that bless drops on the whole party and you target the party with a spell, everybody gets that plus one and automatically the next attack you take, it's going to have a plus one. As soon as that bless is gone, that plus one goes away. Uh, so when you're power attacking and then sneak attacking, you can select those as options as you're making your attack and it will do all the calculations for you. And it doesn't actually like resolve the attack. It just shows the dungeon master, the game master, all the raw rules and some color cues in terms of what it thinks will happen. Like, for example, you program in the threat range for your weapon. And if you roll out in the first roll, it'll roll again for you and show you a confirm roll so you can look at that really quickly and then decide what it's actually going to be. Mm. So it doesn't, it doesn't run your game for you, but it like serves up on a silver platter. Okay, here's what happened with this attack. And then quickly decide, hit, miss, threat, or crit, apply the damage, and the damage gets applied directly. Um, you can arbitrarily damage no creatures as well for anything that comes up. If players want to roll their own dice, I don't trust your computer, I want to roll my own lucky d20. You just ask them, hey, what AC do you hit? And for having to like scratch out on your paper the, the orc that got hit for five damage, you just boom, damage five on the inside of the software, and it tracks it for you. So those are, you know, the combat flow, doing attacks, dealing damage, casting spells, uh, that's how it just speeds it up because it understands how the rules work. You know, we'll do saving throws for you. If you have evasion, it'll know to apply zero damage. Again, the DM re- reviews all this before they confirm it, but it serves up all those calculations for you so you can quickly, you know, make your decision as a game master what's best for the flow of the game. Since we're talking about filling in the gaps, what are the Kickstarter goals that uh, you'll be filling in the gaps of? And it does look like, first, I have to congratulate you because you did uh, more than exceed your initial goal, but you seem to have some pretty lofty stretch goals here. Um, So why don't you talk about what's coming so far and what people can do if they want to contribute more? Okay, great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, the Kickstarter is doing well. We have high hopes, as you see, some very aggressive stretch goals. But uh, we really want to set the bar high and challenge ourselves. Uh, so the first thing we're trying to do is uh, is break that that dependency on, on three five you know D twenty s games. There's so many other great games out there I can name you know rattle off a dozen easily that I love and want to play that aren't based off D twenty. Uh, so it's that's the unlimited part of D twenty pro unlimited. You know any rules we're going to go to. So we already have funded uh, hex grid. We've only done square right now, but we'll soon be doing hex, which opens up a lot of other game sets. We unlock the next goal at 20K for unlimited creatures. This is going to be a plug-in-based character sheet system where we can support any character sheet for any game. And, and developers will be able to sling your own code and throw it in the software and see what it does. Just build on top of the tabletop, build on top of ex- existing rules. So we're really going after any rule set. That's the next uh, phase of the Kickstarter we hope to unlock the next couple of days at 30K is all the house rules, all the mechanics, people want to calculate, derive, workflows for like targeting creatures as part of doing effects. All the stuff we do now is being able to do it as a plug-in so we can address any rule set and even you know third-party hobby developers, professional developers, will be able to build their own rules or build on top of existing rules. Um, so that's part of the unlimited system. And then next up, uh, to switch gears a little bit, is what we call shadow casting fog of war, which is a dynamic line of sight. It'll handle uh, dark vision, uh, low light, uh, line of sight to monsters, uh, things like that. A lot of people are really excited about it. Um, that's a major feature. Um, and yeah, then, huge. And then mul- <laughs> yeah, but I was, I'm very excited about that, but won't go into too much detail. That's something that's better just to go to the Kickstarter, maybe see some of the videos rather than try and explain it too much over yeah. you know, the voice. Another big part of it is multi-touch, multi-user. You know, right now, D20 Pro is top-down. It's really built to be controlled with a mouse and keyboard. But more and more, we want to support uh, touch screens. We think it's going to be great, particularly at like, brick-and-mortar stores. We'll be some of the first to invest in like larger touch screens as they're becoming more affordable. And we really want to be... 
Uh, no one's really doing that right now. No one's really focusing on it. We want to have a real focus on uh, native multi-touch. And we'll still be catering to, you know, mouse and keyboard, laptops, and, and desktops without a doubt. We want to really embrace, uh, you know, large touch devices. Um, and then we're also looking to do a mobile character sheet. We're not on mobile devices yet. Uh, we run on Windows, Mac, and Linux, but we want to have mobile character sheets where you show up to a game at a hobby store, at your friend's house, at a convention, without your favorite mobile device, and then have your live character sheet uh, surfed up right on your device. Uh, we think it'll be a really great, uh, you know, straightforward way to add mobile support. So in, in as quick as possible, that's that's what we have on tap in the stretch goals. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll link all this up in the show notes so people can check it out. Uh, and I, I really have to say, these are ambitious goals, but on the Kickstarter, the videos are really cool. Um, so guys, you should go check that out, definitely. I also wanted to ask you, you talked about there are a lot of other game systems that maybe aren't D20-based that you want to support. Do you have any specifics in mind, or is the idea here because it, that you'll be able to go in and program any rule set you want uh, as a DM? Um, or do you have like a specific rule set that you guys want to work in beyond the D20 mechanics? Yes, a really good question. And so first of all, the answer is yes to we want to make it possible to put it in any game system. And there are so many great ones out there that other people will ultimately step up and, and build their own things. So we want to, first and foremost, foster that uh, kind of open development environment where people feel they can come in and learn and pick it up and build stuff. In terms of things that we're interested, you know, I'm personally interested in. I could I could speak to my personal interests in terms of games. That's what I'd love to see in, and some that also have been uh, requested. But I wouldn't want to consider an exhaustive list, and I can't necessarily say we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, but just to answer your question, some of the game systems that I would expect to see out there first, you know, as if we were able to work on things directly, what we would focus on, mm-hmm. um, say. Uh, Mutants and Masterminds by Green Ronin is one that comes up a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. So does Savage Worlds uh, comes up a lot. Fate Core comes up a lot. Those are three that I really like uh, um, that are kind of popular. Ones that are popular slash are my personal favorites of games I've played back in the day that I love. Uh, older versions of D&D. Mm-hmm. You know, AD&D 2nd Edition as well as uh, games like D6 Shadowrun. Uh, Palladium games like Rifts. Love Rifts. Um, those are some of the some of the oh and uh, and traveler some of the, some of the ones that are personally called to me um, that I want to work on personally but again there's a number of other ones that, that will help other people develop nice yeah and I think those are those are some great choices all of those games are awesome and I'm not surprised to hear you say fate savage worlds mutants and masterminds you know those are pretty popular. Uh, speaking of popular, I know that uh, the licensing agreement right now is is up in the air and we don't know what it's going to be. But do you guys think if you can get your hands on 5th edition D&D that you would be making that accessible as well? I feel like it would pour it over pretty well because it, it's, you know, it's, it's D20 based. Hey, exactly, exactly. And people are already playing. Fifth Ed games on you know D20 Pro, what we call Legacy now, to differentiate from what Unlimited will be, the existing D20 Pro. You can already play, you can do ability checks, you can track much of the stuff, like you said, is so similar. You can already play a heck of a lot of 5e mechanics on D20 Pro. But to answer your question directly, uh, yes, uh, from a gamer standpoint, we just got to support it. I'm personally interested. I resisted the bug for a while until I was at Gen Con and my friend put the starter kit and the player hands a handbook in my hands. And I'm like, dang it. Now I, I, I got, got the bug. <laughs> and I, 
I personally want to play Fifth Ed as a gamer. I'm really excited about it. And because it's so close to what we have, what we'll need to build anyway uh, to rebuild all of our you know, D20 stuff in Unlimited, uh, we're going to be able to support 5e just built with, with the building blocks that we have. So uh, we can't say, I hope there would be a dream of mine to say, we, we can offer an official 5th edition project sanctioned by Wizards. But at a minimum, we can we can give you here the building blocks you can assemble to play a fifth ed game better than anybody in the business. Uh, go for it. So we'll definitely support fifth ed mechanics, even if it's in kind of a do your own do it yourself uh, mode. We'll definitely have all those building blocks to do all the things you want to do quickly and and furiously in, in uh, fifth ed. What about you? What games do you play? I wish I had a long list. I say I play now. I just <laughs> haven't had as much time, and I will be working on. Uh, uh, the software, but uh, sure. I realized that simply programming a virtual tabletop and not actually gaming myself, I lost the passion for it. I had to say I, I need, I had to get back into gaming to rekindle that fire. So I've been playing a lot of Pathfinder as a three five as a longtime D and D player. Three five, I gravitated more naturally to Pathfinder. I know I'm friends with a lot of the people who work who, who write that game. Uh, so that's what I personally play right now. Like my, my home campaign is Pathfinder. Um, I've been playing a lot of other games. Uh, X-Wing Minis being one of the ones that has really captivated me. I have ambition, you know, probably unofficially to support a game like X-Wing Minis and other tabletop games on Unlimited. Uh, so that's a game I've been playing a lot of. In addition to some board games that I play a lot with my wife and some of our mutual friends who aren't as dedicated gamers like you and I, uh, you know, some Catan, some Puerto Rico, uh, some other, you know, board games like that I like to enjoy. Um, but for role-playing, it's mainly been Pathfinder, but mainly because I haven't had a whole lot of time to, to do other games that I enjoy. So if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm, you know, I want to try it out, I want to start playing Pathfinder D&D tonight with D20 Pro, how do I do it? Yep. Like you go to d20pro.com. There's a free trial, 30 days, fully featured. If you're playing an online game, it'll let up to five other people connect for free to your trial. You know, we're really, uh, our motto is, you know, for gamers, by gamers. And we really stand by that. We've been doing it for 10 years. You know, it makes sense to us to charge you once for the software, use it as much as you possibly want. You create all your own stuff on your time. You don't pay another dime. We have a marketplace where you can buy uh, professional content if you want to spend some more money. That's how we'd like you to spend it and not have to worry about paying every month. Maybe you don't game for two or three months. You shouldn't have to pay for your software as our standpoint. So, yeah, we stand firmly behind that. A one-time affordable purchase of the software with a 30-day free trial to make sure it works for you uh, before you need to think about buying. Uh, let's talk about improv a little bit. So let's say my players go off the rails, which you, I think has happened to every good GM from time to time, right? The, mm-hmm. the players take the story in their own direction and, you know, uh, all of a sudden they're exploring a volcano uh, and I need a battle map for it. How easy is it to pull something up and throw it down, get a grid over it and start pulling out some fire elemental minis, say? Yeah, great question. And yeah, improv- improvisation is really what I think what separates a great GM from a good one is who could roll with that. Because uh, that's really what that's what you know separates D and D from like a, an online you know, MMORPG, where if you want to go off the rails, you can't. You can just make it up on the fly. So any map can be created. There's a number of ways to create maps. Uh, the most straightforward one is to get a single source image. So you go online, you do a search for uh, for your lava pit, whatever source image you find. You have a reference image. JPEG, PNG, GIF, and you know the standard image formats. Even in the clipboard is fine. You create a new map from that image. You scale the grid accordingly, snap it in place, and then you have a map inside of the software. Uh, if you already have a file elemental, it's there. You can build one on the fly. You can import one from Hero Lab or PC Gen. 
throw it down on their map, duplicate it as many times as you want, depending on how much pain you want to bring to your players, uh, drag your players onto the new map. So all in all, you know, if you can find that source image quickly, you have the fire elementals on hand, you know, I would say it's about a minute uh, to have your players on that new map. Yeah, there's so much faster. Switching maps is really where uh, D20 Pro again shines. Uh, transitioning, and that's one of the slowest points of the game, I think, is when it's okay, could everybody clear the map, which often includes moving miniatures, maybe your drink, maybe a bunch of books, then having to wipe out the map. We've all done this, drawn out a new map, where D20 Pro, even if you have to create the map from scratch, uh, it's just so much faster than, uh, than doing it by hand a lot of times. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, when you're <laughs> when you're you know drawing out a map, that just takes even the simplest map takes forever to draw out by hand. So I, that's great. That sounds like it's super awesome. Uh, you know, fun to check out and and easy to grab. So people, let me just tell you, help Matt out. All right, help him make D twenty Pro his day job, so he can add even more awesome features to it. So go to d twenty pro dot com. Download the free child, check it out for yourselves, see if you like it, and then, you know, start paying for it, pony up, and uh, and employ some gamers to do some really great things. Is there anything I forgot to ask you, Matt, that you would like to add? Um, thanks, James. Oh, just one thing about the Kickstarter. It's running for another 15 days. Uh, if you have the software already, if you buy a license D20 Pro, the upgrade's only $5 uh, during the Kickstarter. You can also get a license due to Kickstarter for a discount. And you'll get a legacy license as well as the Unlimited when it comes out. So I just really appreciate uh, having the chance to tell you guys about uh, what we're doing here and look forward to, uh, yeah, building uh, D20 Pro Unlimited. So thanks, James, for your time. No problem, Matt. Thank you. It was a great conversation. All right, and that was the interview with Matt. like to thank him quite a bit. Again, if you want to find out more, you can check out the show notes. Guys, if you have a question or topic you'd like to hear us discuss on the roundtable, reach out to me on Twitter at James Intracasso. That's at J-A-M-E-S-I-N-T-R-O-C-A-S-O. Or you can leave us a comment on the Tome Show's website, thetomeshow.com. And a quick shameless plug, check out my blog, which is all about Exploration Age. It's the fifth edition campaign setting I'm building. It's at worldbuilderblog.me. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening, and thanks for Matt Morton for being on the show. Also, many thanks to Jeff Greiner for letting us join the Tome Show lineup. Our theme music was composed by Eric Michaels. Don't forget to go to thetomeshow.com and use the affiliate links whenever you shop on Amazon or D&D Classics to help support the show. Keep on rolling and keep on listening to the roundtable.